Hallelujah. Uh, you can be seated. I, I just want to hang out a little bit in the Word. That's all. Is that all right? I just, you know, just indulge me a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I, 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 I was going to have them bring my stool out. Did they bring my stool out somewhere? Because I, I, I just want to try to stay real close and not get all preacherfied on you tonight. Is that all right? But you can still say, that's right, white boy. You, you can say, I know that's true. Uh-huh. Tell it again. Say that. All right. Come on. That's it. I hear you. I got it. Oh, Jesus. You, you still do that. It won't bother me a bit. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about the seven covenant blessings of sonship. How's that? The seven, seven in the year 2007. So we're going to get to completion. We're going to get to fulfillment. We're going to get to perfection. Would you just say that word? Perfection. Say completion. Come on, get to talking to me now. Say perfection. Completion. Do you have something you need to get completed? Do you have something that needs finished? The seven covenant, shout the word covenant. Another word for covenant is testament. The seven covenant, oh God, that means they're irrefutable. No, you didn't hear me. That means they're irrefutable. That means they're irreplaceable. That means they are immutable. They are irrefutable. They are immutable. They are undeniable. They are covenant blessings. Meaning, if you're in the covenant, you're in possession. Now, you're either in the covenant or you're outside the covenant. There's no in-between. You can't be halfway in the covenant. You are either in the covenant or you are outside of the covenant. And if you are in the covenant, then the blessings that I may pronounce on you during the service are immutable. They are irrefutable. They are undeniable. They are absolute. They are irreversible. And God, I can't. If I was you, I'd be saying, well, give them to me then. Our problem is God's people, according to the book of Hosea, are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I said, God's people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Now, we're going to start off in a very funny place. We're going to start off in Malachi. Malachi in chapter 3. And we're going to begin with verse 10. Malachi chapter 3. And we'll begin with verse 10. And the offering has already been received so you can relax. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Put your hand on it 
and say good Bible, good book, full of blessing and not cursing. Malachi 3.10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. Hey, look at me. Say, I'm about to learn to live under an open heaven. No, you just repeating words. I'm about to learn to live under an open heaven. Lift your hands up in the air and say, I'm about to learn to live under an open heaven. Jesus, I'm ready for the heavens to open because I understand that everything I need is already created. Everything I need is already there. Everything I need is already in existence. I just have to find a way to access what you've already provided and bring it into manifestation in the earth. Now watch me. When you're going to birth something in the natural, every woman that knows it hurts, shout yes. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me if I will not open you the windows of heaven. Notice, you cannot open the windows of heaven. You're quiet. You cannot open the windows of heaven. God said, try me, test my word, prove my covenant, and when I find you faithful, I will open the windows. Watch now. And pour you out a blessing. Now, now you have to understand, first of all, what blessing means. It means, Elder Mathis, to be empowered through revelation knowledge to prosper. So when you say, I'm blessed, or when God says, I'm going to bless you, what he is saying is, I'm going to empower power you to prosper i'm going to talk to you about seven covenant empowerments for you to prosper in every area of your life Ooh. somebody say i'm about to get empowered god wants to empower you to prosper shout i'm about to be blessed how does he do it? Through revelation knowledge. The only difference in you and somebody that's well is information. 
The only difference between you and somebody living in victory is information. The only difference in you and your poverty mentality and somebody that's living a much better financial lifestyle and situation is information. If you knew what they do and then did what they did, you'd have what they have. They're not a shortage of money. There's a shortage of information. But I'm not talking about money. Shout empowered to to prosper. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. I'm about to get blessed. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. These blessings are pronounced or released from a father to a son or daughter. You can't miss that. (laughs) Biblical blessings, empowerments to prosper, are released from a father to a son or from a father to a daughter. Oh, I'm going to mess you up because I'm just going to go real slow. Real slow. In order that the son or the daughter, watch me, may receive an inheritance. An inheritance is something that is already in place. But you can't get it until you're empowered to prosper. My daughter has an inheritance, but it's not hers today. It's there, but it's not hers. It will only become hers when I empower her to prosper through what's already been provided. Now, now, now here's, here's the distinction. Here's the distinction that has to be made. Luke 3, 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also, who? I'm in Luke 3, 21. That Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. You want to live under an open heaven? Do you want to live under an open heaven? Then there are some prerequisites. Oh, you missed me. Everybody run in here. Ah, I want to live under an open heaven. No, 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 no. First of all, let me ask you the riveting question. Who's your daddy? it's only a father that can pronounce the empowerment to prosper to a son or a daughter not a stepchild sir stand up and your wife now tell me your name 
Don and Carla. And Don and Carla, how long you been in this church? Seven years. So when you first came, Ashton Blair is but 10 years old. She's now 17. Do you have children, Don? And, and Don, the Bible says that a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. If something should happen to you and you wouldn't make it home tonight, do your children have an inheritance that's already there? Well, what I'd like you to do, Don, is give that to my daughter. Now, see, Don's entire posture just changed. Don was happy. Don was smiling. And all of a sudden, Don went like this. Do you know why? Because she's not his daughter. You're real quiet in here right now. You are real quiet in here right now. Because 90% of Christians have no idea who their daddy is. And they just run around to everybody. Would you be my daddy? Would you give me some inheritance? Would you give me some inheritance? Could I have some of your inheritance? Watch. Will you bless me? running around with their head stuck out. <laughs> Pushing their kids through the blessing line. Grabbing them, Elder. Grabbing them. Get up here. Let the man of God bless you. <laughs> See? Now I can bless him. I can pronounce a blessing which is empowerment to prosper because he is my son. I don't know who you are. Say my father. Now, when you take the thing out of the spiritual natural realm, then you move it on up in the spirit. You understand. We understand that God is the ultimate blesser and it is his heaven that you're trying to get open. Jesus had to take the posture, watch, and the positioning of sonship. He had to go through the prerequisites of getting the heavens opened. Now, when he got the heaven opened, three things happened. Number one, the Holy Ghost came upon him. So when you're living under an open heaven, you have the empowerment to prosper by a supernatural revelation knowledge and communion with the Holy Spirit. Woo. Woo. Secondly, a voice spoke out of heaven in other words the Holy Ghost and the word always agree see some some of y'all 
God told me to go start a church. Did he not? Did you announce that or take a position and posturing of sonship to receive a blessing? And then for I'm going to go start a church. Will you bless me? No. No. We'll start churches all over the state of Ohio and all across the country, but not with you. Because you hadn't learned anything. You hadn't learned the basic posturing of sonship. Stand up, Elder Mathis. Elder Mathis graduated from World Harvest Bible College. And he said, I believe the Lord would have me start a church. I said, really? He said, will you bless me? I said, yeah. He said, okay, what, what, what shall I do? Shall I go look for a building? No, you shall go sit on the front row. Am I lying? You shall go sit on the front row. He didn't say how long. He didn't ask me how long. He positioned himself in line to live under an open heaven. He sat there for two years. And in that two years time, if I spoke to him, I don't know it. And then God said to me, go get, well, I'm not speaking disrespectfully. God said, go get Brondon, tell him it's time Here's what I want you to do. Have you enjoyed the journey? You pastor in a way bigger church now than if you'd have went out there and tried to knock something out on your own. He positioned himself, you see. It's not about, please look it up here me. It's not about me. It has to do with offices. It has to do with giftings. It has to do with graces. It, and your choice is live under an open heaven or a closed one. And if you're going to live under an open one, the first thing you're going to have to do is find out who your daddy is. Okay, since that went over so big, I'm going to go over here and do something else. Thirdly, after the Holy Ghost descended in form like as of a dove and rested upon him, after a voice spoke out of heaven, giving him divine revelation knowledge directly from the throne of God, thirdly, the Father made the declaration, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I'm going to say it again. In fact, everybody just say it with me. You know that scripture, don't you? This is, come on, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is.
Now, in a minute, I'm going to show you, you can't just read the Bible. Go ahead. Just keep saying it. Lay your hands on your belly and say it. Close your eyes and say it. He did not say, well done. (laughs) He did not say to Jesus, well done. Do you know why? Because he hadn't done anything. He did not receive the blessing because of what he had done. We got that group running around. I volunteer in the nursery. Would you bless me? Oh, you are messing you up so bad right now. I deserve to be blessed. I show up an hour early before every service and have to get up here and then sit in this cold choir and I, I deserve, I, bless me. God did not tell his son he was pleased and pronounced that blessing upon him because of what he had done. He pronounced the blessing upon him. He gave you the key to it for no other reason than who he was. He was a son. The blessings, the empowerments to prosper, have nothing to do with what you've done. They have only to do with who you are. (laughs) Somebody should have just went, oh! Somebody just went, oh, thank you. When you do something, watch me. Jesus hadn't done anything because he had not been blessed and empowered to prosper he wasn't under an open heaven like he was later when he walked up to the father and declared father I know you hear me every time why he's under an open heaven Bartimaeus Receive your sight. Why? He's under an open heaven. Peter, go yonder and get a fish and get a coin in its mouth and pay my taxes and yours too. Why? He's under an open heaven. And he's living under an open heaven because he positioned himself for the blessing of sonship. There were requirements. Are you ready? Luke chapter 3 verse 3. 
And he came into all the country about Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Number one, there must be a change of your mind in repentance because the number one blessing that he wants to bless you with is the blessing which turns you from your iniquity. Throw your hands up and shout, bless me with that one. Bless me with that blessing that lets me see me. Bless me with that blessing that reveals to me the hidden sin of my heart that I might not sin against you. Show me, O God, the wickedness of my own deceitful heart. Dig deeply within me, O God. Pull back the veil. Pull back the facade. Take off the mask. Show me me so I can turn from me. You're not shouting, I want to be blessed. You want to live under an hope in heaven? Repentance is a prerequisite. Not once, a thousand times a day. Not, not, what was it I shared with you before? Not confession and forgiveness. Repentance, turning, turning, turning from your hateful, stick-in-the-mud spirit. Turning from that old religious spirit that says, this is the way it ought to be. Turning from your complaining heart. Turning from your wickedness. Turning from your self-centeredness, not once, not confession and forgiveness, repentance, turning, changing your mind. Secondly, Luke 3, 21, same chapter. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying and heaven was open. The second prerequisite is a baptism, a full immersion in water. You're not with me. This is covenant talk. Well, I got sprinkled when I was a child. You're saved in spots. A full immersion where what takes place is not that your clothes get wet but rather a circumcision of your heart not of your flesh a dying a symbolic burial of the old you and a resurrection of the new you to walk in the newness of life but it's more than that because water is a symbol of the word we are made clean by the washing of the water of the word of God and some of you hadn't found a Bible since last Sunday 
you're dirty. You're a dirty bird. You're an eagle, but you're a dirty bird. There's no washing. There's no cleansing. If this is the only ministry of the word you receive, you will never, ever make it. You say, well, I've been doing pretty good. Yeah, but you don't know what's planned for you. You don't know the fatal distraction that's just about to nip at your heels. You don't know which day when you're weak in your flesh, she's going to decide to bat those eyelashes at you and make a suggestion to you. You don't know what's lurking in the darkness. Run to the word. Run to the word. Run to the word. Run to the word. Run! And I shall be clean. Cleanse me. I wish I could take a pen and paper and take a survey of every single one of you and put it up here on this big screen and have you tell me that you spent more time in the last week putting on your makeup than you did in that book. Hmm? Open heaven, blindness, gone, deafness, gone, money, supernaturally supplied, walking in an overwhelming blessing of covenant provision flowing from the throne of God. Why we're not being washed? Should I take a microphone and hand it around and have each person tell me what revelation knowledge you received from the Word of God in the last seven days on your own? Bless me. Bless me. Would you just bless me? No. No. You cannot bless what has willingly entered into curse. Let me say it again. You cannot bless what has willingly entered into curse. Right? You want to live under an open heaven? You do, don't you? Everybody wants to live under an open heaven, right? Okay, I'm giving you the steps. I'm not, I'm not, I may not even get to the blessings yet, but I'm at least going to get you positioned so when I do, you'll be able to receive it. And the first thing you got to do is get in the Word. Get in the Word. I want the hand of every person that will get up 30 minutes early tomorrow morning and do nothing but be in the Word. I want the hand. Come on. We're going to grow this church. We're going to grow this church. I'm going to get, I don't know what time you normally get up. I don't know what, do you know what time you normally get up? Write it down. Write it down. What time you normally get it up? Get up right now. What time you normally get up? 
What time you normally get up right now? Write it down. Now write beside it when you're going to get up in the morning. Write beside it when you're going to get up in the morning. See, the Bible says write the vision. <laughs> Make it plain upon tables. Because at 6.30 in the morning, it'll get real blurry. Amen? Amen. We're going to start finding an open heaven. We're, oh, God. I wish I had done that. I don't have to, I have to get up here. Shout. Open heaven. Okay, thirdly, Luke 3, 21, it's in the same verse. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass, now we already talked about baptism, didn't we? That Jesus also being baptized and what? Praying. Read, what's the rest of the verse? Heaven was opened. You want to get heaven opened? Where's your prayer life? Where's your prayer life? Where's your prayer life? Come on, I'm not, this isn't, you people better start praying. I'm just telling you, you want to find an open heaven? I'm giving you the key right now. I'm giving you, get in the word, get your prayer life back. Get your prayer life back. I don't care if you don't do anything but walk in a circle in your basement and pray in tongues. I don't care. You've got to make a move toward God because I can hear heaven right now. It's starting to go, eh, 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 eh. The doors are creaky because you haven't, you haven't put any oil, any ointment on the hinges for a real long time. But the thing is starting to open. I can feel it. I can sense the heaven above you beginning to open. I can sense that soon and very soon you're going to be ready for the Father to pronounce a covenant blessing. If Jesus had to be baptized, the washing of the water by the word of God, if he had to pray to get heaven opened and the Father to pronounce a blessing, how many of you think we're going to get there some other way? Huh? You're going to get there some other way? And some of you young people better grow up real quick because time's running out on you. See, there's a problem with young people. When you get to the age of accountability, or watch me, the age when you're ready to receive your spiritual inheritance, childish things have to be put away. What are childish things? Everybody doing it for you. See, it's a, it's a two-edged sword. I'm ready for my inheritance, but my daddy can't do it for me anymore. I got to find my own prayer life. I got to learn how to dig in the word myself. I got to get that thing open. I got to get my face before God. If I don't know how, let me tell you, you don't need 42 teachers to teach you how to pray. Just go somewhere and close the door and say, God, I'm not leaving for the next 30 minutes. You got, I'm going to sit right here and I'll do, I, I'm just going to sit here. If you don't teach me how to pray and if it don't come that 30 minutes, show up the next day. And if it don't come then, show up the next day. Sit there in your rocking chair. And I'm here to tell you before very long something's gonna hit you from another world called the spirit of prayer and God's gonna take a hold of you and you're gonna lose time 
throw your hands up and shout open heaven shout open heaven now touch your neighbor and tell him I can't open your heaven I can get you little things but I can't get you an open heaven only you can get heaven open and sometimes heaven closes for no other reason than to see if your importunity will pound on the door till it opens Some of you say, well, God, I'm still praying the same amount of time. I'm still praying in the same place. I'm still in the word. But, Pastor, it seems like the heavens are brass. It it seems like the Lord has left me. He's wanting you to chase him. Don't you understand? He's wanting you to say, I'll do more than I've ever done before. He's wanting you to say, I can't live unless you bless me. He's wanting to say, like Jacob, I'll wrestle with you all night long until you bless me. Man. Watch us now. Fourth. Fourth. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. At that moment, Jesus reaches the age of maturity. He is now ready to receive his inheritance. He's full grown now. Here it is. Same chapter, Luke 3, 23. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age. Don't pay any attention to that. Don't pay any attention to that. That's religion. If we were religious, we'd say, okay, everybody when they're 30 years of age reaches spiritual maturity. There are some of you that have been in the way of the Lord, more in the way than the Lord. For 50 years... And you don't have the spiritual maturity of some 16-year-olds. See, I don't know where it is for you. But it's a hard line to reach. Because before that, you're in a childhood blessing. Suffer not the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Things just naturally kind of flow to you. You remember when you first got born again, you were an infant in the things of God. And it just seemed like blessing was all around you. It just seemed like everywhere you turned, things were popping up spiritual petunias and turning out spiritual tulips. Everything was just, and then all of a sudden it started getting hard. And then all of a sudden you started, that was the point, that was the point. That was the point where you were reaching spiritual maturity. And God said, it's time for you to seize hold upon your inheritance. But you're still running around like a child. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Hallelujah. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which is the son of Heli.
he reached spiritual maturity. Now God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Pleased, not well done. Pleased is who you are. Well done is what you have accomplished. Pleased always comes before well done. Oh, glory. See, some of you wanting, some of you wanting a pat on the back for what you've done from God. And God, God, even in this year, God said to us prophetically, I'm going to fulfill your greatest personal dream, not because of what you've done, but because of who you are. What is this saying? I'm going to bring you into spiritual maturity. And at that point, I am going to have a father release a supernatural blessing and empowerment to prosper into your life that will then cause the fulfillment of everything you've been dreaming of. Then you will be able to do because you have pleased. This this is just all free. This is just all free. This is just all free. Say, I want to live under an open heaven. 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 Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.